0: Welcome to The Generation Nation Podcast It's a uh, dark and stormy night And a dark day in our American history We just witnessed, uh, some of us who are stupid Witnessed a uh, historic debate of historic patheticness um, And uh, divisiveness and darkness And interruption of a wet condom of a moderator and Chris Wallace and So, instead of some usual silliness I'm just going to bring you just rawness tonight Just going deep um, and dry. And I'm going to read from my failed attempt at a novel um, about Dan McElsteen called Cuckold. So as you know, and you don't know, Dan McElsteen's wife um, leaves him passively by um, defriending him on Facebook. And he finds out at work. And he just... Starts to slowly lose his mind Is what the story is about Um, She leaves him for a much younger Handsome, like, fit Black uh, personal trainer Named Malik And one possible storyline Is that Part of his Coping with the the loss Of his wife is he starts to get it really into What he thinks is black culture Too, because uh, He thinks, like, Malik being black Is actually part of his appeal that he just can't match, and really, it's just because she made him made him made made her feel more like a woman, and it has nothing to do with him being black, and but that's not something that Dan McElsteen can comprehend. So just imagine yourself in this horrible position of your wife just just dis- dissing you and fucking leaving you um, without having the courage to or decency to tell you. And then you have two children, and you're wondering if you even slowly begin to wonder if you even love them or you, they love you. Yes, so that's a very happy story. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into a part. Um, I don't want to set up too much, but it's after he's had a horrible Valentine's Day where he is basically gets just gets wasted and... It's very dark. I've but I've read it on the show before, so this is different stuff. Okay, okay. Boom, 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 boom. So we have got Dan McLean. He's reeling from his wife. Okay, and then this is just an unrelated part. Phil Collins soothes me. He anchors me. His music evokes deep emotion, laughter and tears and erotic thoughts, fleeting joy. With Phil Collins, I am no longer numb. Without Phil Collins, I am an empty boy, mocked and fucked by my corrosive reality. No wife, no children, no love of self. No Phil Collins. Hope. So okay, I'll interrupt. Um, I just randomly chose Phil Collins because I figured this guy probably really likes the music of Phil Collins. I mean, it could be anybody. I might change it. Anyways, back to the action. Hope crumbles away. Who am I now? How fleeting this life is. I cling to cu- tiny victories gone by. I stroke my cock to the memory of completing a Sudoku puzzle. I vigorously tickle my testicles to old yearbook signatures. Was I oblivious then? Was I desired? I analyze every girl's signature, fondling my balls and the hairless perineum below with two fingers and tracing over the signatures with my non-masturbatory hand. I zero in on a signature in purple ink. I knead my balls and taint with increased intensity as I I look her up in the index, and there she is. 17 and perfect, gripping a field hockey stick with implied competence on page 82. I imagine those skillful hands wrapped around my cock and start to ooze precomb. I tighten my butthole to keep myself from erupting. I find myself fortunate to stop the flow and refocus on delayed pleasure. This is all I have. I stiffen. I rise to new heights. My cock bends back and brushes up to my belly button, and I hunch over to stare at her black-and-white sexual heat. I stroke 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 I feel a load coming on I am fucking her 28 years later She is so young and ignorant to pain and loss And me so defeated F- 45 year old And I, I guess I named her but I never gave her name. name Does not ex- does not exist She is forever a nymph Waiting for my base devices on page 82 I stare down at her photo Eyes watering as I increase my speed I feel the spasm coming coming With a warbling alien noise I erupt I finish all over in the face of her 1985 varsity field hockey teammates close the book leave it on the floor and go straight to bed without urinating and there's another part I awoke covered in vomit naturally but the festering tepid stench of bile was dwarfed by something stronger more sinister a putrid pungent aroma shot straight up my puke clogged hairy nostrils and jolted me back into my waking death I shit myself This is what I deserve, this is who I am, this is where I belong, in a bed of expunged stomach bile, piss, and feces, in a bed of my own making. I went back to sleep, a shameful miscreant tucked away in his cozy chamber of human waste. I dreamt I was a starfish who had its penis bitten off by a sleek black killer whale. Well, it's always the blacks. A school of... something. Fish halted their desperate, instinctual evasion of apex predators just to laugh at me as I drifted toward a coral reef coral reef their high pitched cackling pounded into my ear holes as blood seeped out of the gap where my starfish penis used to be safely nestled in coral at last I waited for my starfish penis to regenerate I was struck with an unmistakable notion of familiarity being a marginally sentient dickless starfish waiting around for something positive to happen utterly independent of any action you yourself take feels a lot like living in Ohio where he's from no. Expecting my penis to regenerate to a starfish scale equivalent of my 5.4 5. 5. inches when fully erect, which is never human penis, I was disappointed yet oddly intrigued to see that my see that it had regenerated into a short jagged question mark. What? What is the point of anything? Eat shit, drink come. I longed to dwell at the bottom of Maslow's pyramid, yet another thing that was taken from me. Hunt, kill, defecate, consume and excrete. I am an animal, let me live as one. Starvation, death, the primal man's only possible failure. My needs, when sated, soon replaced by identical ones. Feed the beast, shelter him, let him release his seed, when and where and how he may, and let him quickly die his petite mort, only to swiftly reincarnate as a man with primordial purpose, animal instincts. I want to believe, must believe, that our ancient prototypes did not need love, had little use for it. The constant craving of acceptance and devotion made men small, weak. Love and its flimsy, interconnected web of intangibility clouding and distorting our deeper need to simply survive. Love is a trap door disguised as hope. Love is death. The churning, oscillating pit of despair within me had now expanded, manifest as a tangible, physical force. It seized possession of my vital organs, heart withering, flaccid ventricles hanging on like frayed tethers. Genitals shriveling, regressing to early pubescent length and girth Liver strengthened, reborn A powerful machine, constructed in haste To process the unrelenting surge of toxins I would pump into it, must pump into it Must drink, must numb, must forget A machine to bridge worlds, save lives, yet facilitate destruction Past, pain, loss, gone, gone with each soothing glug of poison My necromancer, my atom bomb Take and drink more, more lest less. Others die, kill many, many Japanese today. Millions more if no drink, no consume. Americans too, salted the earth. My liver, my savior. I had begun, I begun to draw stru- stru- strength, power in every drink. Sobriety is fear, torment, sentience. Kill awareness, kill feeling. Blacking out became my release, a necessity. There was beauty in its simplicity and the repetition. The hard rush of my first straight pull of hard liquor of the day, burning down my throat. Then the resulting warmth, feeling the booze particles refract within me, like Malik's healthy sperm, shooting into my ex-wife's dead, stingy cunt. Now reborn, now ripe for another. Generally, if I'm thinking of Big Black Malik's baby batter on my first pull, I'll immediately take another from the bottle, perhaps two, three, a dozen. I'd mix liquors together with reckless, joyous, wanton, abandoned, replete with intermittent snacking. On this particular day, a jar of Safeway store-brand vanilla frosting. I used a butter knife, grayed from a lifetime of dishwashing, and once sharpened. If I cut my wrist with this, sawed at them liberally for a minute or two, then called 911 to calmly explain my predicament, I wouldn't die. Probably wouldn't even pass out from bloodletting. They would doubt my commitment, make their little private jokes. They know I I I don't actually want to die, not yet. But they know my pain was real. They'd be forced to acknowledge me, if ever briefly. You can't run from this. And then he uh, he ends up at Olive Garden a little later in the next section, which I need to write. I only have it outlined. So, have you have any thoughts of uh, about the narrative of Dan McElste and what I'm trying to like. I guess present um the mood I'm trying to set and the story I'm trying to tell of like a cuckold really and what that must be like in a digital age um shoot me an email shoot us an email I should say Nation at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram Degenerate Nation podcast on Instagram or tweet at degenerate show and then we also of course if you're interested in having a and liking us and interacting with us on Facebook instead. It's a Degenerate Nation is one page. Excuse me, and the other is Degenerate Nation podcast. So there you go. So I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of football, doing some bets and stuff like that. Had a good day, winning on Sunday and Monday. Um, but after afterwards and before I got home to watch more football. Um, my phone was dying on me, so I was—I didn't have anything else to do. Um, you know, pointlessly peck around on my phone. So I decided to write a poem because I kind of started feeling a little dark. Um, a little pang of something. I sometimes it's hard to explain. I mean, I try to be as ver- ver- verbal as possible, hyperverbal sometimes to my detriment. But um, I don't know. I just—I felt like the only way to broadcast my feelings that felt really raw and real in the moment and necessary because again i didn't have my phone um charged or anything to like kind of like passively soothe me temporarily sometimes it's enough to get by you know especially if it's like you're listening to music or something then that's always interesting but there was no fucking music there was no scores to check on it was just me and my notebook and this is what i came up with it's no title I'm getting better. Everybody says it. My therapist, parents. The facade is ingrained. I conceal my rupturing cracks through the appearance of earnest resolve. Never skip a dose, an appointment, an opportunity to pinch shut the tear ducts I used to burst freely. I admire my elders, nearly done with this wretched business of drawing breath after suffocating breath, in a world that doesn't stop to admire every wrinkled line in a face. Long master the bathing and screaming silence waiting for the putrid stench of your own aftershave when you're widowed and no one knows that the faint burn makes you think of the morning of your wedding she was the best you could do and god damn it if that's fine we all need a piece of sl- peace, a slab of repose for the quiet moments that others otherwise fill you with choking despair Every time I see a small child with his mother, I wish it were my seed. Words give birth to nothing but a paper trail of one's useless pain. So I hold my breath when they tell me I must be doing better. Better than what? Good night.